That's all this is. Just like we have a physical body, we have an imaginational body, an emotional body, a mental body, an unconscious body. These are all bodies or vehicles in which the soul of who we are lives and expresses. It's not who we are. It's simply vehicles for who we are to live and express through, to have experience. Simply to have experience. That's the simplicity of it. The soul needs a physical body to have a physical experience. The soul needs an imaginational body to have an imaginational experience. The soul needs an emotional body to have emotional experience. The soul needs a mental body to have mental experience. The soul needs an unconscious body to have an unconscious experience. Because the soul is aware and awake and conscious, so it needs even an unconscious body to have an unconscious experience. That's the simplicity of all this. I know some some of the language out there nowadays is we're not human beings having spiritual experience, we're spiritual beings having human experience. That's more like what I'm talking about, is that type of perception or how we are living or looking at this action of what we call spirituality. So a lot of that is really beginning, yes, to maybe look at and to begin to shift our perspective around to maybe look at life in a different way, to, to just view it differently. Not to get a different opinion of life, but rather to have a different viewing point of life. And so when we come up here to the Sea of the Soul, that's like coming up to the top of a mountain. At the top of the mountain, oh my God, the view you have of everything. So that's what we're doing in meditation, is coming to the top of the mountain to get a view of all these other levels of consciousness. And then we come back down from the mountain, picking up each of the bodies as we come into now this creation. And so in a spiritual perspective, we actually get a clearer vision of how to even move through all these levels and realms to have the experience that we're here to have. Because a lot of times we feel like maybe we're in a maze and we keep hitting these dead ends and roadblocks. Well, sometimes when you can rise high enough above it all, you can see where the roadblocks are and see how you can get around or through things or over things or under things or however you want to call it. And maybe sometimes it's just a door or a gate that needs a key to unlock it to open up. And that, of course, is a lot of the approach we take when we talk about the sacred name of God or the keys to the kingdom are really those keys or names that open the doors of consciousness by which we can now travel through all these different levels of consciousness to give the soul free access in and through all the bodies so that they can truly be utilized as vehicles of expression and experience rather than traps or where we're imprisoned by these vehicles or bodies, but rather they truly are vehicles to be utilized by the soul. But in order to utilize it fully, we need to free up that energy that was once suppressed or imprisoned. When we free that up by opening the doors through these keys that unlock those doors to open them, then in that freedom of movement, often in this world we'll call it freedom of expression, in that freedom of movement, we feel energized, enlivened, 
we find more joy and enthusiasm. We begin to have greater awareness and understanding. And in that awareness and understanding, we begin to make choices that we really feel support us in our journey of awakening and living and loving in this case. Whereas when we live in more of that place of greater unawareness or unconscious, that's where we feel more imprisoned or separated from the divine. And in that we have a limited awareness or limited choices because of the limited awareness of how we can really live. And so as we begin to meditate and open the doors, it gives us more opportunities, more open doors, more actions by which we can now move into greater experience to fulfill life rather than to live a life limited to unlimited so that we can really begin to now fulfill and experience more that we spiritually are to experience rather than just being so downward focused into the world we become more upward focused into spirit and in that opening to much more opportunity and possibility. This is where, kind of like I was saying earlier about how we approach God. That's what I'm talking about now. It's a different way of approaching God or a different perspective by getting different ideas of how to move forward, move inwards, move upwards, move in any direction for that matter, but doing it from a place of that spiritual perception rather than perceiving through the mind or the emotions. Most of us in this world are busy living in this world, perceiving through our thoughts, perceiving through our feelings, perceiving through our physical senses. And so we're limited to those experiences, not realizing that spiritually, if we could live from here, it's unlimited. And there's a lot more to experience and to witness or to perceive and to know truly spiritually. So that is a lot, a lot of what we're doing here. We refer to it often as spiritual awakening or spiritual liberation. It's all really the same action. and There's just different ways of describing the actions going on here. And we try to approach it from many different words or angles to give people different ideas because for some of us, we're approaching life this way and that's what we're here to do to learn. And for others of us, it's a different approach that's gonna help us to learn what our lessons are. For somebody else, it's gonna be a whole completely different thing because we're each here having different experiences of learning, so it's not gonna all be the same for all of us. What is the same is the spirit of who we are. So when we can have that sameness to focus on that we talk about here, that is our goal here, our intention, and the same type of action we use as a meditation to wake us up to the sameness, that's where we can find the simplicity in how to approach life in each of our own unique ways or ways that we're really here to experience and to learn. Hopefully that makes sense. It's also a very simple action of just focusing on the divine. And then as you focus on the divine, higher up in the mountain, you're going to see more clearly how you could even live life down the mountain. Although that's not the goal. But it helps because sometimes climbing up the mountain, we need at least an idea or perspective of how to live life down the mountain so that we can fulfill it and not be stopped by the roadblocks that are really what? 
opportunities of learning, right? Instead of a roadblock or a challenge or a struggle, that, that's it, it's a dead end. There's nothing we can do, might as well give up. Well, giving up definitely can help. Because the funny thing is, we think we have to approach it a certain way, and a lot of times we'll try to push through it or battering ram, and other times we try to open it towards us, but not knowing or thinking it has to be done a certain way may not be the way each door is meant to be open. Maybe each door is going to open differently depending on the experience we're to have. So we've got to be willing to give up all of our ideas, our feelings, our belief systems in order to be open to allow that action of spirit to reveal to us what that is to move through the roadblock or the closed door. But again, I'm using this as metaphors and ways to talk about moving forward in life. But really, if you can begin to understand, each of these opportunities of learning are about learning. But to really learn, we've got to be willing to give up all the limitations that we've been living by in order to allow greater learning, which allows greater experience, which allows greater fulfillment, which allows freedom. Does it make sense? It's a step-by-step -step process. And if we understand the process and open up and allow that, then it's going to unfold. It's when we don't and we just con contract that we just keep the doors closed ourselves. We don't allow all the possibilities. That's our responsibility is to take part in our own journey, to take personal responsibility for our choices and our actions and realizing that in that is how we either open the doors for the opportunity and fulfillment or how we close the doors and simply prolong. Because maybe there are some things that really we're meant to experience. Some people would call that destiny, karma. But also, maybe there's something beyond destiny and karma. But how will we know unless we are just open to whatever's there in front of us? To learn what's right in front of us, or maybe to let go of all learning to open up and look up. Because maybe if we, we could stop looking down and out because I know a lot of times in the way I'm sharing now about learning, we'll often look down and out trying to learn all of our lessons, keeping the door closed up here. When maybe, maybe we've had the experience, and maybe we've already learned the lessons, but we forgot to, in a sense, leave the classroom once we graduated, so we keep repeating the same lesson. Maybe it's called walk out the door because you're done. In other words, walk up and open this door and maybe begin to look up to see your way out, rather than thinking you got to keep doing something, keep doing something. Maybe it's time to stop doing something and to begin to simply to sit down or lay down and look up and begin to see the way out. They say the way out is in, hand up. It's the way out of the lessons. And if you approach it that way, well then, whatever lessons you really do have yet to learn and fulfill, you're going to come across those and move through them with that new in and up focus. When you're looking down and out, it's horizontal and down. When you look in and up, it takes a vertical action 
And that's the direction we want to go for spiritual awakening and spiritual freedom. And then whatever destinies or lessons we really have to learn, well, we're going to come across those on our way into freedom, in our way back into the heart of God, as we often refer to. That's going to be part of the action that's going to unfold naturally all of its own accord rather than our willfulness or trying to learn or trying to do, but rather an action of God's will be done. Because in the looking upwards, we're also, in order to look upwards, we also have to be willing to surrender and give up all of those things called belief systems and thoughts and feelings and ideas and fantasies that would keep us focused down and out. We've got to be willing to let go and give those up in order to even allow our attention to move up. I like to say karma's like gravity, it pulls us down. Well, our thoughts and feelings and our fantasies and physical things are those karmas. And what are karmas? Unlearned lessons. They're opportunities for learning. By participating, we learn. But if we can just take a moment and say, you know what? I'm going to take a break. I'm just going to take a break. Close my eyes. Look, look in and up. That's it. Because you see, most of life here is like being in a, the eye of a hurricane or tornado, or sometimes we're actually in the whirlwind. So the first step is to get into the eye of it where there's the peace and the calm. But even when we find the eye, a lot of people call it centering prayer. A lot of people come in to go centered, centered in their core, and they'll find a place of peace. But then they're still looking out or down. So they found a place of peace, but they're still looking into the tornado, trying to figure life out, trying to learn the lessons, trying to overcome it, trying to do whatever. And they simply forgot to look up. I've actually had these inner experiences of being in the center of the tornado and remembering in the experience, oh yeah, look up. And you look up and there's an opening at the top. All around you is all the swirling, there's no openings. But if you look up, well that tube you're in, in the center, is all the way through the very top of the tornado and there's an opening. That's the true opening right here that we talk about the spiritual door. So whether it's the tornadoes in your own personal consciousness or the tornadoes in the world, wherever you find yourself, remember to look in, to come to your center, and to look up. And the funny thing is, wherever you focus, you will start to move in your consciousness. So if you look up, you're going to start to move up in your consciousness. And any time you look up, you're going to start to rise above all the challenges and the things that would keep you hooked and caught up in the world where you experience a lot of the pain and the suffering, the confusion, the doubt, the fear, all that good stuff. Not really. All the bad stuff that are, all of us are looking to get free of. Just simply to look up and the very action of looking up, that action of sometimes people call it grace or just loving. But it's that action when we look up then we begin to follow where we're looking and it will automatically draw us in the direction we're looking. But you see, in order to return home to God, as we often refer to it, we've got to be willing to look towards God in order to be drawn home to God. And so that looking in and looking up is a way by which we can be drawn to God. It's automatic. Just like gravity here pulls us down, 
Well, this world's a reflection, and the true action of spirit is one of upliftment. So when you focus down and out, you're going to be drawn down. When you focus in and up, you're going to be drawn up. It's like gravity reversed, turned upside down. It's going to pull us up now in the direction we're focusing. That's why in meditation we want to focus in and up. It's a very simple action. It's so funny because I know a lot of people don't believe me when I share this, but one day I know if you try it, you're going to find out and have your own experience like I have, where literally I have been drawn in and up and have gone out of body, consciously traveling and experiencing beyond the physical realms and these other spiritual dimensions we speak of. Through a simple action like we're sharing here, just simple actions. Most people think it's got to be harder and more complicated than what we share here, but it's not. The part that makes it hard and complicated is the mind and the belief system thinking it has to be a certain way. That's why I was just sharing, all we've got to be willing to do is let go of our ideas or belief systems of thinking it has to be a certain way. And rather just being open and allowing it to be what it is. Oh, that's too scary. Why? Why is it so scary just to be open and allow things to be the way they are? Well, then that totally contradicts all my belief systems. Well, I know. That's pretty much it. That's all it is, though. When it contradicts our own belief systems, we feel like we're losing control. We feel like we're losing our power. We feel like we're giving up, and then we're worthless, and we're nothing. Literally, we feel like we're giving away our own self-value. But is that really what's going on? Or is it that finally the ego that we've given all the value and energy over to is finally losing its value. And we, the soul, begin to truly claim and now gain that power back to ourselves that we've given away to the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body. Well, yes, that is what I'm saying is so. But one of the things Jim and I like to always share don't just blindly believe what we share here. We want you to take anything we share and begin to look at it, apply it, try it out. I like to always say experiment, experiment. Let your life and your experience here be an experiment. Try experimenting to have your own experience so that you know for yourself. So I said, we're here just to share from our experience of what we know, what we've awakened to, but then if you haven't had that experience yourself, well, then what is it? It's just taking us on faith. Well, it's all right. It's okay to have some faith. Maybe even a little hope or wishing. That's fine. But turn that hope and wish and faith into an action that can become your now experience. That's the key, what we want for everybody, is that you have your own experience so you know the truth for yourself. So that when you have that experience, you can turn around and share that as a knowing just as Jim and I share our knowing from our experience, we want you to have yours so you can also now say, this is true for me as well. And if it's not the same as what Jim and I share, well, then you'll know what it is for you that's true for you. And then it'll be like, well, is your truth the right way or is my truth the right way? Well, maybe everybody's truth is the right way because that was their experience. So maybe it really is about experience rather than mental belief systems in points of view and opinions. 
but we've got to be willing to give ourselves and others the freedom to have each of us our own experience to really know. But here's the thing I know. When we really give ourselves the freedom to have our own experience, guess what? We're going to start to give others the freedom to have their experience and no longer judge and make each other wrong, but rather come into greater acceptance of, and loving of one another because of the love and acceptance we've given to ourselves to truly live our own life and have our own experience. And as we do that, we discover what the true pathway to love and freedom is within ourselves, and that's the same pathway for everybody. But we each have to find that through our own experience. This is where it can't be put upon. This is why Jim and I don't put upon anybody our experience, because it can't be lived that way. We each have to live our own experience, and it can't be something that can be extracted from somebody else or from the world. It is something we can only experience from in ourselves. That's important to remember. Because most of the time, we're walking around this world trying to get something from it. And that's what causes all the problems. If we stop trying to get something from the world, and when I say get something, I mean through our physical experiences from other people, from plants, from animals, from the air. <gasps> I'm trying to get some oxygen here. And then we try to give, okay, I give some carbon dioxide here. That's what it takes for life in this world. But when we spiritually in ourselves can stop trying to extract or to put something into the world is where we're going to begin to find a greater freedom. That's called detachment. That's called giving it all up. That's called surrender. That's called letting go. Because as soon as we can give up and let go and surrender in that way, that's where now we find ourselves in a place of freedom to be able to look up and now rise up into the truth of this awakening we call God, to let go and to let God. That's it. To let go and to let God. So what I try to do here and what Jim tries to share and all that we do in ILM is to try to bring greater clarity and understanding of how each of us can do that for ourselves. That's why we're not an outer pathway or religion or belief system, but we're an inner pathway in action of living and experiencing within ourselves. And there's no way you can do that out here in the world. Not even in your own body can you do it but it can only be done spiritually. So we've got to go into the spirit in order to have the experience of spirit. It is not a bodily experience. It is not an emotional experience or an imaginational or mental. It is a spiritual experience. So we have to go into the spirit in order to experience spirit. And to do that, we've got to be willing to let go of all the other. And that letting go part is the hardest part. That's the part where everybody goes, this just fucking sucks. And that's really the truth. Life's not hard. Letting go of life is hard. Letting go is the hardest part. Because to the ego, letting go means death. Nothing else. Oh my God, what's beyond all of this? 
I don't want to go into nothingness. I don't exist. Well, that's part of what goes on unconsciously for the most part for everybody and eventually consciously at some point we're going to begin to face that fear until we're willing to even let go of the fear itself. Here's the biggest key. When we can let go of any fear, no matter what the fear is, well, I'm, fear, I'm afraid of being alone, I'm afraid of losing this, I'm afraid of losing that. Well, that's why we don't let go, because we're afraid of letting go. So is it really the letting go, or is it letting go of the fear? So if you hear what I'm saying, I'm, sh I'm sharing with you the easy way to do this. Everybody's afraid of letting go because they're going to lose everything that they've ever gotten in this world. But I'm not talking about letting go of physical things. I'm talking about letting go of the fear inside of you around all of the physical things. Let go of the fear of losing everything. Let go of the fear of being alone. Let go of the fear of fill in the blank. It's the fear that's inside of us. That's the thing that traps the soul and limits the soul. This isn't, what we share in here is not a lifestyle of give up everything for God, let go of everything physically. This is a lifestyle of simply letting go of our fear. Because in truth, that's the only thing that separates the soul from knowing its oneness with the divine. So change the letting go and let God to letting go of your fear and you'll be able to now experience God. And that's really the key in this. When you can do that, then you're going to really move into acceptance and loving for everything, for yourself, for God, and all of God's creation. Acceptance and loving. We won't go into acceptance and loving when we're living in fear. So we've got to be willing to let go of the fear, and then we'll have the acceptance and loving for the rest of life. That's it. So easy. That's all we have to do. Okay, done. Goodbye. Nice time. Thank you.